Did you know that you picked up on your parents' attitudes about money? Money is something that everybody talks about and affects our lives. Learn more about manifesting money and creating abundance in another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about money, money, money. It's a rich man's game. You know, whenever a spiritualist or a psychic or a holistic practitioner or anybody that is involved in spiritual practice talks about money, there's a whole lot of people that go, you can't do that. (laughs) I remember when I first started. Oh, and by the way, before we get going, Stick around to the end because the angels of abundance are going to join us at the very end of this uh, broadcast, and they're going to pick a card for us, a divine card to guide you to your abundant self. It's kind of funny because I remember when I was first starting my work in spirituality and I was doing, uh, initially I was doing massage therapy and Reiki and reflexology and those types of things, but then I ended up moving into this talk therapy, psychic mediumship world and I can remember oh my gosh I got initially I got some interesting response not from a lot of people um it just took a a bit of time for me to establish myself so people knew I was credible but but there were some people who said God's going to take your gift away because you're abusing it you're charging people money and that type of mindset those people that think that way they are never going to be abundant. They're not going to have, they don't have an abundance of generosity, abundance of uh, understanding. They have abundance of judgment. So that's what's going to come back to them. They have an abundance of criticism. That's what it's going to come back to them. And the reason I'm saying this is because whatever you think about, you draw to you. We create our own reality. So how would you like to be wealthy or have a lot of money? And I'm talking straight up money today. This is manifesting money at its best 101 people so i've got some tools that i've used and experiences that i've had that have been hilarious no i have not won a major beautiful home like in the home lotteries and i've not won a million dollar lottery uh none of that but i have a lot of fun buying tickets i'll tell you a funny story a few years back, uh, several years back, I guess it was, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, more than that, maybe 15 years ago. I don't know. I have always, over the years, my husband and I have always supported Stars Air Ambulance, all the hospital lotteries that have these big home draws and give away homes. And they give away a whole bunch of other things as well. You know, they give away cars and trucks and trips and condos in Canmore and, <laughs> and they give away, um, to get, you can win all kinds of things. And I can remember, sitting with my two of my girlfriends and having coffee and we were talking about money and I don't know how we got on the topic one of them was an accountant and the other one was a practitioner who also did holistic work we got talking about money and I said you know I have just decided that I don't just want to buy those tickets anymore I love supporting those causes but I don't want to just buy them I want to win things now I don't care what things they are but I want to start winning things 
And that year, that year specifically between January and December of that year, and I can't remember what month, like March or something, when we did this, when I said this, I also, after I said that, I came back to my office and I have my um, magic creations box, which is similar to a, a vision board. And if you're not familiar about that, listen up to some of the other podcasts, because I do talk about vision boards and the value of them. But what I did is I got my magic creations box and I, I put some statements in there around money. Um, things like I'm excited about winning things in the home lotteries and I am a winner and I love to win things and just statements like that. And I put it in my magic creations box six times. I have never now before this won anything on any of the home lotteries six times between then and the end of the year, I won on the home lottery. I didn't win big things. No, I didn't. But boy, did I have fun. And I loved the experience. And it demonstrated to me that I could win. And I, I won things like iPods. I won cash. I won. And I still win on those lotteries. Uh, the last thing I won was a, um, oh, what do you call them? A board that goes in the water. <laughs> Anyways, I, I gave it to my son because he's got growing kids. Um, what do you call it? paddle board, a paddle board. And it, I mean, th before that, the, the thing I won was a great big set of camping gear, including a tent and all the cooking paraphernalia, all the dishes, the cooler, all of that stuff, this stuff. I mean, these are big prizes, right? I think anyway, anyway, I, but I've won iPods. I've won cash. I've won gift cards. I've won so many different things. And now I'm just like, when I buy tickets, I know I might win. I might not win something, but I'm enjoying the process so much of buying the tickets because there's two, it's twofold. First of all, I really love supporting my communities. I really love supporting like the children's hospital or the, or the, the Miss Cordia or the university hospital where so much research is done. I enjoy that. I really, really enjoy that. Even though I'm more invested in energetically in the uh, holistic healing and health community than I am the allopathic community. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of people that are really helped a lot through the medical interactions with their doctors, nurses, and these various hospitals. So um, they've saved millions of lives. So I still buy the tickets. I still support them. And every once in a while, I get that, that letter in the mail that says, hey, congratulations, Sharon, you just won this or you just won that or whatever. So I still buy them. And it is because, A, I like to support them. And I also enjoy winning. Um, and the door's not closed. I haven't closed the door on the winning thing. But manifesting money, people will say that to me. Well, give me the numbers for the lottery. No because I don't have the numbers for the lottery. I mean, if I win, I'm just got as lucky as you got in the sense that I pick numbers and I would like to win. I have a desire to win. I believe that I could win. And especially after all these wins that I've had and these other things, I believe I could, believe I could win. But there's a lot of other ways to come about money. Um, the very first thing is you have to believe that you deserve to have an abundant lifestyle. Are you listening out there? <laughs> you have to believe you deserve it. Write this down. I deserve abundance in my life. If you believe you deserve it, then you can receive it. But if you don't believe you deserve it, don't buy lottery tickets. Don't expect to get winning results 
you can't get any positive result from a negative mindset. So if you buy lottery tickets and you go, oh, I never win, but you're out there buying lottery tickets, stop, put your money somewhere else where it's going to benefit you and maybe you'll get a better return. So that's just an example about winning and winning because our culture right now is just really, we're quite obsessed with the um, all the different lotteries we have available to us. And that's all over North America. I can remember being in the States one time and they had, I think they call it the Powerball. Oh my Lord, it was huge. It was in the big, big numbers. And, and I was like, oh my Lord, that that's a... That's a huge amount of abundance. We don't require those kinds of numbers to be comfortable in our lifestyle. Now, some people want to become really proactive philanthropists, and that's good. And understand this, if you want to make a difference in the world, you can do more being wealthy or abundant than you can being a poor person. You can support your communities better by having abundance around you. It, it just adds so much in so many different ways. You can add more abundance to your work if you're an independent uh, business person. And a lot of people in my uh, industry that are uh, working with psychic work, holistic work and whatnot, they're, they're self-employed. And what I do is I'm very old school. I have a day timer, which most people is on their calendar, on their, their computers, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a day timer. And at the beginning of a month, I will go through my day timer and I use two different colored pens. But in this case, I'm using red ink. And I will cross off days I don't want to work. And I will put in the times for the days that I do want to work. And then I identify which days are clients coming in to see me and which days are only for Zoom and phone, because it's really difficult to get off a Zoom call and have somebody at the door. It's really hard to coordinate all that. So I identify specific days for that. And then what I do is I go into my day timer and I write out the times I'm willing to work um, and how many appointments I want to have on each given day. And there's no consistency to it. I don't have a well, I'm every Monday, I'm doing this and this is what, no, it's not like that. I'll look at my husband's calendar. I'll look at the events calendar for holidays that are coming up. I'll check with my kids and see what they got coming up this month. And I literally live an abundant life with love and, and life because I do this in my day timer. But let's say I have a goal of something I want to purchase and it might be a new vehicle, which I did. I just purchased a new vehicle actually. Uh, a short while, well, new to me, it's a Jeep and it's not brand new, but it's new to me and I love it. And when I did that, of course, what I had the option of doing was sitting down with my day timer or my daily calendar and deciding how much money I wanted to make in a month. And then filling in those amounts of times and dates on my calendar for the month, knowing, because I mean, I know how to do math and I could figure out, well, this will get me that amount of money. And then I leave it alone. I leave it alone. I literally leave it alone. I have been doing this for so long that I know I will fill every space in the calendar. In fact, I will have to push people a little bit ahead at times. And I love that. It's so much fun. So I already live an abundant lifestyle, knowing that I can completely support my own lifestyle for the rest of my life with just that, which is that alone. I can do this work until I'm 90, 95. I mean, 100 if I live that long. My family has strong genetics. We all tend to live up into our 90s. So, I mean, but I can continue to do this work and I will continue to make a living. I will continue to support myself in a way that I really like. 
But that is one of the ways that I do. Um, that's one of the ways that I help myself feel abundant is by using my day timer. So I'm earning that. The other side of abundance is that a lot of people believe the only way they're ever going to get become abundant is to work for it, to go out and actually work for it. And sometimes that comes from a previous conceived mindset that you receive from your parents, because we come from a working generation. Um, I'm a baby boomer. And so my parents came through the war and, um, and they were hardworking people. They were always hardworking, both my mother and father. And uh, we learned how to work hard. And that's one of my things. I like to work hard, but I like to work hard when I'm doing what I like to do. Um, I have a lot of clients that do come in and they're really struggling with retirements just around the corner. They've been at all this work all these years and they don't feel like they're going to have enough money to retire and, and they hate their jobs. <laughs> their lives are just miserable. They're unhappy. And so we will do some solution seeking for them so that they can get more comfortable and know that they have the opportunity to retire comfortably and be able to do the things they want to do instead of just being sick, uh, sick and tired of worry and and feeling like they're going to be unhealthy and they're not going to have the money to get them through their aged years and they're going to be dependent on their kids and you know we've got our us as baby boomers we're a big group of people and we're aging uh, i'm going to be 70 this year and i've got lots of friends who have already retired and i really don't know what retirement would look like for me because i'd be so bored um, I just love doing this work, the podcast, doing readings for people, going out and doing uh, clearings for people, uh, teaching workshops. I just love it. I just love, 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 love it. So let me give you some, some affirmations. Now, affirmations are another way that you can actually find yourself in a position of abundance. Using affirmations is considered positive self-talk. I learned through Shad Helmstetter how to apply affirmations many, many years ago. Uh, and then Louise Hay came out with a lot of affirmative work that she encouraged people to take on. And some of this, some of these are her affirmations that I'm actually referring to with you. And one of them is, here's something you can do. Here's an exercise you can do. By the way, pause this right now if you don't have pen and paper handy, because you're going to have to keep coming back to it and replaying it which is fine. We'll get more listens, but that's not the point. The point is you want to, you want to be able to do these exercises and get good at them. And remember, it's taken you a lifetime to create the habits that you have to change those habits. You're not going to do it overnight. You need to consistently practice. So every day for the next 21 days, do what I ask you to do, and you will change the neural pathways in your brain. They will alter. You'll create new ones and the old habits will fall away and the new habit will become your lifestyle. Think about it. You can get old and you can be wealthy enough to be able to live where you want to live, travel if you want to travel, be healthy if you want to be healthy, whatever you want, whatever you believe that you can achieve, you can receive. Okay. So right now, here's what I'm going to suggest you do is stand up with your arms outstretched. So outstretched, like you're receiving the world and you say, I am open and receptive to all good. I'll say that again. I am open and receptive to all good. How does that feel? Feels good, eh? And what you can do is you can also look in the mirror and you can say it with feeling. Look in the mirror into your own eyes and say, I am open and receptive to all good and say it with feeling, with conviction. 
like you really, really mean it. And pay attention to the feelings that come up for you because it could feel liberating and really joyful, or you could feel like you want to just go hide (laughs) because it depends on your money mindset. What kind of story have you got in your head? So then you can take another big deep breath. Oh, yeah. And say, I am open and receptive to blank. You fill it in. And if you do this exercise every morning, you're going to find that it's a symbolic gesture that might increase your prosperity uh, consciousness, and it could bring more good into your life. So it will increase your prosperity consciousness. So mirror work is really, really fun when you're doing these types of exercises. But again, there are so many people that believe if they want to develop their spiritual abilities, their psychic sense, their mediumship skills, that they, they have to let go of the physical aspect of money. Money has just been given so much power. It's no different than a pen to write, write a story or a pair of glasses to see better or anything that's just a tool. Money is a tool to acquire and achieve. We've just made it like the, the really big, important kid on the block. And it it's, doesn't have a life of its own. It has the life you give it. So it could be a good life or it could be a really bad life or an unhappy life. So here's a question you can ask yourself. You can do this looking in the mirror or you can just do it sitting once you've gotten quiet and calm. And when you're doing these exercises, try to do them where you're not going to be disturbed, okay? But here is what you can do. You say, my biggest fear about money is, and then write down your answer. So the question you're going to ask is, My biggest fear about money or the statement, my biggest fear about money is, and write down that statement and finish that statement and be honest. Nobody else is going to see this. This is for you. Okay. You can talk to yourself a little bit too and have conversations. Like, what did I learn about money as a child? How was I raised? What, what did I learn? Did your parents, were they depression parents? Um, What were the, what were their thoughts about money and how was money handled in your family when you were young? We, I grew up, my parents owned their own business. And I think that's what makes me so joyful as an independent business person. I know they handled their own abundance and they handled their own monies. And my parents both lived into their nineties. And my mother used to make statements after she was about 75 or 80, that they were going to outlive their money. Because when you have your own business, you don't tend to save um, as much as you would if you had somebody taking deductions off your paychecks and retirement plans, right? And some of the people, our parents, maybe they made investments that they could cash in on, or but some of them didn't. And especially if they live on into their 90s or their hundreds, and that's happening. You guys, it's going to happen to a lot of baby boomers. When you look ahead, what are you looking at? And what is, where are you starting from? Now, I know that there's bankers and there's investment brokers and there's all these money handlers out there that will tell you if you didn't start in your 20s, well, you're screwed. That's not true. That is not true. Okay. I can remember um, working in the restaurant 
Um, and as you, most of you know, that I had a difficult, challenging relationship with my mother who did all the books for our restaurant when I was growing up. And I remember working in the restaurant and I was about uh, 16, 15, 16. And I, there was something I wanted to buy. And I can't remember what it was, but I remember asking mom when she was going to have the checks ready because we got paid to work in the restaurant, just like all the other uh, servers and the cooks and the dishwashers and everybody. And I, mom was having a bad day. It was just a bad time for me to ask her. And I got a lecture on how I didn't deserve and how I um, was freeloading off them because I was living at home. And I just got this really negative message from her and it went on and on and on and on. And I didn't realize, I did not realize until years later when I found myself making big money in, I've always been able to draw money to me. My challenge has always been, I couldn't hang on to it. Are you guys like that? Any of you like that? I couldn't hang on to it. And I never realized until years later, as I started doing a lot of studying on abundance and self-worth and self-esteem ideals and whatnot, I was sabotaging myself. I was shooting myself in the foot because I believed I did not deserve to have money. Well, I got past that pretty quick. Once it came to light and I really, but that came from that conversation with my mother. And it's amazing how we impact. So those of you that have kids at home, give them positive images around their abundant self. Don't tell them things like money doesn't grow on trees. That was one we heard a lot. Um, don't keep saying to them, we can't afford this. We can't afford this. We can't afford this. Get your kids on an allowance as early as possible, even if it's only $5, I don't know, a week, if that's, you know, what you can do. And then tell them when you want to buy things, you're responsible for saving your money and for believing that you can do that and teach them how to work with their monetary wealth. Teach them how to understand money and how it works in the world. Because a lot of us never learned. I came away from my upbringing, even though I had worked all of those um, years from the time I was 12 until I left home at 17. I had worked all those years and I didn't know how to save. I had not learned how to save. So there was that aspect, but there was also the story of I didn't deserve it anyways. So we have to tackle that stuff. And if you've got little ones at home, boy, do it now. And you can change your, literally change your money consciousness. So ask yourself, do you feel worthy of having and enjoying money? And what's your greatest fear around money? Okay. And what you're going to do is from those questions, you answer them. What's your greatest fear? Do I deserve money? No, I don't deserve money because um, I, nobody, in, and that was another thing that I heard. <laughs> I was in another community and I was in on part of a, I was in a board. Uh, on a board and we had just formed this recreation committee. And I remember sitting, uh, I was involved in this board right from the conception of it. And I remember one of the, we're talking about money and how we could build up the abundance of this board so we could build a recreation center and there's things we could do. And one of the young men that was on the board said, he was young then, well, I was young then, we were in our twenties. Uh, he said, when you don't grow up with money, you can't have money. You have a ceiling on you. You will always follow your parents' footsteps. And I was like, are you serious? For real? So if somebody, so what he was saying is if somebody had poor parents or they grew up in a poor environment, they could never have abundance. 
Well, we know now that that's really wrong because now we're, I mean, the internet's around. You can actually Google poor people who have become rich. I mean, you'll get all kinds of people who you even know their names, actors, musicians, um, painters, artists, sports heroes. Uh, there's all kinds, but he really believed that. And he really believed that. And I think in my generation, there are a lot of people who have that mindset. If my family never had a lot of money, there's no way I'm going to have a lot of money because I can't. I, I, I'm outside of the loop. <laughs> it only happens to others. It's, it's crazy. We limit ourselves so, so much. And what you can do is your use of money is really sort of pay attention. How do you use money? Uh, what, how do you criticize your use of money? So for me, I was understanding that I was sabotaging myself. I was literally, uh, I, I couldn't hang on to money because I just didn't feel like I deserved it. So I would do things to, I would have thoughts and take actions that would literally sabotage my abundance so that I was running short all the time. That hasn't happened for years and years and years now, though, I can tell you that. So what do you criticize yourself for? When it comes to money, get pen and paper, people, pen and paper, write this down. What do you criticize yourself for? And then ask yourself, what do you praise yourself for when it comes to dealing with money? And do that in three or four situations. So in other words, I criticize myself for um, always being late with the rent. I praise myself because I'm really on time with the rent this month. I'm so excited. Okay, now there's some visualizations that you can do. And those visualizations are always aided and guided and uh, by things like magic creations box or vision boards. And that's where you cut out different things that you want to have manifest into your life, not just money, but all kinds of relationships, health, uh, where you want to live, the kind of home you want to have, et cetera, et cetera. And you put that together and then every week you look at it, you admire it, you enjoy it. And what you're doing is you're believing you can have it. Okay, you're believing you can have it. What would it be like to have all the things that you've always wanted? What would they look like? And where would you go? What would you do? Can you feel it? Can you enjoy it? Can you be creative? And most important, can you have fun? Can you? So if your issue is I can't save money, which my issue was, you can use an affirmation of I always have a savings account. This is another thing that I've done and taught my clients. I have what is called an exit strategy. Now, when we as females get into relationships with males, we are not sure after we've had babies and they're, you know, we're home and we're kind of down and out of it because we've got a couple of little ones at home. We can't really work and we're counting on them to support us. I have developed what I call an exit strategy. And I tell my clients, I don't care where your money comes from. You take an amount, you pick it. And you pick an amount you're comfortable with. And every month you put that into a savings account somewhere or stuff it in a jar and put it under the mattress or bury it in the backyard into a coffee can. I don't care where you put it, but it's called an exit strategy. And every month for the rest of your life, you put money into this account. So I'm not saying $10,000 a month because you, you're not gonna you're not gonna thrive. You're gonna have to pay other things as well. I'm talking a minimal amount that you really feel comfortable with. The worst case scenario from doing this exercise is number one, you're going to find yourself 
um, 20 years down the road in a situation where you absolutely are in dire straits, your home is burned down, uh, somebody has died, there's some trauma or tragedy that's happened, and you have this exit strategy to help you. The best case scenario is nothing happens throughout your whole life and you reach the age of retirement and you and a friend or you and your spouse are going to have the best holiday around the world because that will have an enormous amount of money sitting there. Now, as far as the coffee can and the under the mattress goes, I don't really recommend that. I think that having an account is the best way to go. Do not tell anybody this account exists. It's your business. It's your account. And you can put it wherever you like. Tax-free savings. Put it into your tax-free savings account. That's a really good idea. And just don't tell everybody. Don't, don't be bragging about it. Just do it. You're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for your future. Okay, so um, if you have this idea that you don't earn enough, there's no way you earn enough money. I always already talked about it. It's not all going to come from having to put in the effort, but I don't earn enough money. So here's an affirmation for that. My income is constantly increasing. Okay, and if you just happen to be somebody that loves to shop, and so you're you would be believing that money slips through your fingers it just slips through your fingers you just can't hang on to money then you could use the affirmation i spend money wisely you may have to play this over again guys or pause it here and there there's another another one i can't pay my bills i can't pay all my bills i just can't pay all my bills then there's an affirmation around that i bless all my bills and i pay them on time you see, we create our own reality. You create your own reality. So what you think becomes your reality. When you start using affirmations, 21 days of practice with an affirmation. I'm not saying do all of these affirmations. I'm saying uh, do one or two, and then you can change them up as you like. But you are in charge. In your life, after 21 days of changing your mindset, will change. I promise you it will change. Uh, here's another one. This is a good one for people that uh, feel like they're hoarding their money because that's just as bad. When you've got money and you're squelching it, I had a friend. <laughs> he was a millionaire. I loved the man. He was just fantastic. He's a millionaire. But whenever we would go for coffee, he was so slow reaching for his wallet. I always bought our coffee. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't mind. And I knew it was going to happen. But he was just so slow. It took him forever to get his wallet out of his pocket. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I made a game out of it. And I didn't mind. But he was somebody that had a difficult time letting go of money. So here, this somebody like that would use an affirmation of, I enjoy every penny that I spend. It doesn't mean I spend every penny. It means I enjoy every penny that I spend. So signing off from this, here's your affirmation to close this out. I give myself permission to prosper. I give myself permission to prosper. I hope you've enjoyed this. And for those of you out there that are uh, setting up your own businesses, there's a few tips here as well for you or that you're independent business people. But I really want you to start to realize that no different than the incense you burn on your altars or the candles you light or the offices that you create, 
money is a part of the whole process. It's just another tool. Stop making it the God of your world and stop thinking that spirituality and money don't go hand in hand. They actually are kindred spirits. Money can be used to create a lot of good in this world. And just remember, the more you've got, the more you can do for others. It's a really good. So here's the cards from the Angels of Abundance. The Angels of Abundance are a card deck that was created by Doreen and Grant Virtue. Um, I know she's not wanting us to use her cards anymore, but I've had them for years and I'm going to use them anyway. Here is a card I drew for you. You have the ability to instantly manifest abundance by choosing powerfully positive words, affirmations, right? Always describe your own and the world's economic situation in loving and optimistic terms. And that is what you attract for yourself and others. When a lot of people See the world having economic stress, their own economics become stressed. Your story is uniquely yours. You don't have to believe anything anybody else says. Just believe what you're telling yourself because that's the truth. Hey, everybody, thank you so much. I have had fun presenting this because it's one of my favorite topics. I love it. Take care of yourselves. Do the exercises. Have some fun with this. Don't get all strung out about money. Laugh, giggle, chuckle, and go for a banana split. Until next time, signing off. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.